Hi, this is Christina West, and today's topic is, what do I do when my painting goes wrong? What do I do when my painting goes south? What do I do when my painting turns to mud? Well, as my mom used to say, Christina, there's nothing worse than a painting going bad. Stay tuned. So I have some German and English ancestors that stand on my shoulders, especially the German ones, as uh, Steve Martin would say, who are extremely sort of, uh, you know, the inner critic about painting. And it takes a very concerted effort to wrestle with your inner critic. And that inner critic is a marvelous decoy because it shapeshifts into all kinds of different voices and some more appealing and hard to identify. Depending on our personality types, choleric, sanguine, melancholic, phlegmatic, we, we can react in different ways when our painting takes a nosedive. And suddenly, you know, we're in the flow and we're working and everything is feeling pretty good. And our confidence is sort of plumy in our heart and we're feeling, hey, this, this isn't bad, I can do this. And then suddenly, without sort of warning, whatever it is that we do starts turning the painting. For myself, I feel it in my stomach. My stomach tells me what colors are beautiful and what colors are not beautiful. But, uh, and also layers of feeling are in between my heart and my solar plexus. And this I have learned to pay attention to. So, you know, now after a lifetime of this, I really pay attention immediately when I have that little sinking feeling that for many years I didn't really take notice of. And then I can stop and reevaluate, which actually saves a lot of time. So mostly what we do is we keep going. Whatever we're doing is not working. We can see it's not working. And yet we keep doing it. <laughs> oh. Yes, being an artist. You know, if I just keep going, it'll work itself out. I don't know what I did wrong. I don't know how to correct it or to realign the path. And I'm going deeper and deeper into the abyss, but I'm just going to keep plugging away. Okay, so that's that's one way, you know, the sort of French Foreign Legion way. <laughs> you know, you're going to go till you drop. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So you have the inner critic. You've got, perhaps you have in you the one who allows everything. Oh, this is fine. This is great. Oh, I'm not going to worry about this. Hey, let's just take a, let's just dive right into this area. Oh, how about, you know, this color? And so we have the experimenter with no boundaries and probably not a whole lot of composition drawing and composition, color and design skills have sort of floated away, and you're just sort of in a, a, a river that's sort of the tide's taking you over, and you're paddling as fast as you can. That's another painting going wrong picture. Another one is you start freezing up, and 
you know, there you were in the flow and everything was feeling good and you're feeling pretty good in your old heart and head going, yeah, I can do this. And suddenly something shifts and you can see like suddenly it's there or was it there five minutes ago and you didn't see and you start doubting, 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 doubting yourself. And this can lead to a paralysis. We actually sort of like a deer in the headlights, you know, we're startled. We kind of look at the painting and sort of wait for it to, you know, say, hey, listen, pal, you took a wrong turn back there. If you just do this, this, and this, you'll get back on track. You know, that doesn't happen. And we sort of can collapse inwardly. That's a terrible feeling, isn't it? That's another way to um, <laughs> denial of what's happening with your painting. Okay, I think I've given you a few um, examples of how certain personalities might react. Uh, some people get really angry or really frustrated really fast. They throw the painting in the garage, they throw away their art supplies, and that's it, right? That's another way to do it. You know, I'm going to get mad at you before you get mad at me technique. Now, there's, a, there's another way that I have learned the hard way, and I have been painting... Oh, I don't even want to tell you how long I've been painting, but I'd say at least 40 some years. And, you know, I, I was a commercial artist for most of my life, a professional commercial artist, and did a lot of uh, commercial art and design. I have been a professional artist as well. I have also done... Uh, sacred art and worked with shamans for many years and my question there is you know what makes art sacred so that actually does inform me a little bit in this question but not as much as you might think because if we're doing art we might be doing expressive arts we might be doing intuitive art we might be doing modern art we might be exploring abstract we might be doing a portrait there's just all kinds of things we might be doing when that painting goes south but I have a number of techniques that I do and one is I stop just like in an argument you know when you're in a heated argument with your partner and you suddenly think you know I'm pretty heated and I didn't think it was that big a deal, but I got a, you know, head of steam up here. So you can do the same thing when a painting goes south. And if you stop and take a break, well, you've got to have the audacity to actually notice that you're sort of on the skids, you're on black ice, sort of trying to gain control of your vehicle, your vehicle being you and the paintbrush and the canvas in front of you or the ceramic piece, or the jewelry you're making, or the, or the dance, or the whatever. So I learned the hard way to wake up to the fact I was off track in either a conversation with a partner or a relationship or my painting. And I have many times gone further, like I put on my my feather headdress, and I 
run into the canvas, you know, like doing a Tarzan yell. Does it work? Not once. Did I feel like I could express myself and get some of that angst out? Yes. Did I feel better the next day? Not really. So if I can learn to identify that feeling and stop the process, stop the creative act, have a cup of tea, light some incense. Incense really works for me. Incense is a ritual that has been done, I think, for so many uh, thousands of years that just the mere fact of lighting a match and and I use incense that's used in um, Japanese temples, so there's no fake smells. It's all real. And um, that creates an atmosphere that shifts my mood. Because let's face it, we've all painted when we're in a bad mood. We're not always sitting there in a Zen position, you know, levitating three feet off the floor, you know, in a perfect harmony for this painting that we're going to birth. And especially if you're a professional artist and you sort of need to paint a lot or draw a lot or illustrate a lot or whatever the a lot is. So stop, identify the feeling, uh, take a break. I usually take uh, the painting. I do one of two things. I either put it away so I don't see it for a half hour. That way I don't want to kick it, you know, into the next room. Or I put it up on my fireplace on the altar and sit on my couch, you know, far away so the, my paints are outside on two long trestle tables that I paint on. And this taking a break really works. The other thing is if we have built up that creative momentum where we really want to take that ride, this is, can be tricky because we, we want to keep flinging paint at that. The paint's out, it's set up, the water's out, the oil's out, the turp's out, whatever it is, we want to sort of use the field. And this is where my German ancestors can sit really heavy on my shoulders. You know, you must use your oil paints to the last drop, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. If I can laugh at myself, this helps a lot. Because there might be some very valuable areas in your painting that you don't want to destroy in a fit of temper or frustration or by just pushing, trying to push through. So I, I usually have more than one canvas. I've got lots of canvases, and I can either switch uh, a canvas and do just the background, like do some priming on canvases, do some beautiful backgrounds, have some fun that way, break that energy of that other painting. I can do a drawing. I've got different setups that I can just sort of shift. You can sew. I'm a, I also do handwork. And it just shifts the energy. One of the things that I use, which is my big secret, is I go swimming. So uh, the place that I go to is pretty close to where I live. And I can just suit up and go for a swim, go for a steam, go for a sauna. 
sit in the hot tub, and that helps break my energy. So you're going to have to figure out what works for you in taking a painting south. So how do we fix it is, of course, the question. Um, dealing with our emotional fallout of, I'm a terrible artist, I'll never make it, whatever the negative self-talk is. You know, you can just say, tell that voice, thanks for sharing, I'll get back to you. Because that voice is never going to, never going to shut up. But how to fix a painting is uh, interesting because, first of all, we can't say that we're, we know we can fix it. But one of the things that I think about, that paintings are journeys. They are sort of unplanned trips that I've taken. And the journey has sort of opened up as I entered into the color and the content and the texture and the if there's mixed media. And if it starts getting into um, sort of sloppy and what I call splodge, you know, it's not a place that I feel beauty resides. And I don't mean beauty like it's pretty. I mean, there's a resonant field that I know at this time of my life is in that painting. And if I sleep on it, which is always the best thing, is to sleep on it and look at it the next day, because then you have really fresh eyes. You have laid aside that frustration, you've watched TV, you've read a book, you've taken a bath, you've swam, you've meditated, you've ascended to the Godhead, you've come back, and suddenly it's not so bad. And so, of course, many of the tricks that you might know, if you don't, one of the best tricks is you turn your painting upside down to look at it for, you know, hour, two hours. Turn it sideways and look at it. You can turn it upside down on your mantle as you're watching TV and keep looking at it. Because as you look at it and you're quiet inside, not filled with the inner critic voice, pretty much every time there's going to be an inner nudge, an inner movement that you have to be um, train yourself to listen to. And that inner movement or that inner nudge or that inner intuition, just a hint now, I'm not saying it's, this is always going to fix your painting, but there is a journey that the painting is on, and there's a bazillion ways to finish and destroy that painting, to finish it, and it's a work of art, to have a mediocre painting, or to do something unexpected that thrills you to your bones because it's a completely new direction for you, Right? But you have to be able to pay attention, be quiet, pay attention, stop, look, and keep looking. And when you look at your painting, to sort of uh, do uh, the mindfulness technique of dropping away, uh, oh, I love that, oh, oh, I don't like that, oh, I, I, I think if I could just do that, people would like my art, or whatever all that voices are, get rid of them, quiet them down. Because if you can look at your painting quietly, peacefully, in harmony, then the painting itself, because this is more of a shamanic way of looking at it, the painting itself is going to start uh, talking to you. 
I've talked about this in every podcast and in my book, Alchemy. This is the shamanic way. This is the indigenous way. This is the alchemical way. The alchemists know this, that there are beings in the color, beings in what you're working with, that will go on a dance with you. And so you want to see if you can tune yourself or attune yourself to uh, something else that's living in what's called the becoming of your painting. Now, that changes the game plan, doesn't it? It's no longer you, the master artist, in control of your brush. You're suddenly working with the elemental spirits, the spirits of color, the spirits of form, you know, on and on and on. But this is going to be a short podcast. This is just to get you thinking in perhaps different directions than you had before. So when your painting goes south, stop, pay attention, listen to your body, Put your painting or your ceramic or the jewelry or whatever is taken a turn that you don't like, that you're rebelling against, that you don't want to go there. Just stop and give yourself a breather. Change the energy field. Light a candle, meditate, go swimming, take a walk. You know, do the self-soothing. And when you come back to it, have some sort of quiet inner questions for that painting, for that clay piece, for that piece of art. All right, that should give you something to think about this week. And this is Christina West with Christina West Art. Let's get creative. So much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please go to YouTube and subscribe to my channel. You can also find me on Facebook and my own website. I have my originals up for sale. Shamanic Art Beyond the Obvious.